Welcome to the Launch School Podcast, where we discuss education, programming, and how to build a rewarding career in software engineering. Welcome to another episode of the Launch School Podcast. Today, we have the social network folks. The social network is uh, a peer-led group focused on just social activities, having fun, uh, in contrast to some of the other peer-led groups, such as the SPOT, which is focused on studying and maybe assessment preparation. But the social network is about social activities, which is a sort of a new group that we have at Launch School. So today we have Liz, Jesse, and Katarina. How's everybody doing today? Great. You're doing great. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. And maybe what we'll do is just start off with a quick introduction. Um, we'll go Liz, Jesse, and then Katarina. How's that? Sounds good. All right. Take it away, Liz. All right. So before launch school, my background has been all over the place. I went to school about 10 years ago now and studied journalism and Arabic. And then I graduated and moved out to San Francisco. And I lived there for six years. And while I was there, I published a local print newspaper in the Haight-Ashbury that went out to about 10,000 houses. And then slowly I made my way into tech in more so like untechnical roles or non-technical roles. So I was working at Splunk in community and marketing, and then later at Google doing product support. How long and was that? Like, how many years ago was that? Uh, that was, you know, between three and four years ago. So yeah, I was working in those roles and exposed to tech every day and got pretty excited about learning to code. I'd been interested in that in the past, but I had no idea how to get into it. But I had a lot of peers who helped me get started. And then a couple of years ago, I started to teach myself how to code. And I did make some progress, but I still felt pretty stuck when I had to figure out a problem when something broke or when I was learning something new, it would be pretty stressful. So last year, I moved to Colorado and became a technical support engineer, but that role wasn't actually that technical. And so I wanted more of a challenge and I decided to do launch school. I had seen it earlier when I was learning to code, but hadn't committed to it yet. And so I started doing that and wound up leaving my job so I could work on it full time. And that was about uh, maybe eight months ago now. Okay, great. And so you from Colorado, so you left sort of the Bay Area tech scene and then went to Colorado and worked on launch goal full time for eight months. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, so next, Jesse. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Jesse here. Yeah. Um, just to give you a bit of um, introduction and a background about myself, uh, I'm, I'm a Nigerian and I live in Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, and in respect to my professional background, I completed my undergraduate degree in accounting in 2012. And I went on to work in the Nigerian army. I worked there for about six years after my degree. And while working there, I was deployed to a unit where, where soon to be veterans were trained in order to help them integrate into civil life. 
and because of my work that I felt um, very, you know, I felt very unfulfilled while in military service. And I had a longing to pursue my interest in tech, you know, which came as a result of discovering email, the email service, which might be surprising though. <laughs> yeah, but to give context on how slow the introduction of technology access here has been. So um, that's actually spurred me, that actually spurred me to go on to apply for discharge from military service. Yeah, but while I was still in service, I, as a result of the longing I had, I, I actually made some research and that was when I came upon Launch School. And as I, <laughs> when, when I read the this, When was this, Jesse? Yeah, this, let's say probably 2017 or thereabouts, I came upon Launch School then. That was, and I, I left, I was, I completed my discharge from military service in about 2018. So I came upon this that. In Nigeria, and, right, still, you, you found Launch School in, in Nigeria. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. So I just knew this was this is the program for me. So when I, I decided on leaving and I applied to I applied for for discharge, and that took quite some time. <laughs> it took quite some has had some challenges, you know, having to um, process the documentation required for that. And while doing that, I had a lot of people, I had a lot of people who I respect who have made um, valuable input into my life who have, who have been mentors and um, have provided guidance for me, you know, right from when I was a teenager, you know, up to that time, you know, they had most, many of them, they were not really in support of my decision to leave because uh, I think it's, it was, it was what most people actually would want. People were actually going for that, but I just felt I wasn't fulfilled here. So I decided to, um, I still went on with uh, my decision to leave. So when I left, so there were a lot of voices in my head. So as at um, early 2018, um, my, my discharge was already processed. And due to these voices in my head, I just decided to, um, <laughs> I decided to just take a detour. I, I sought some other alternatives, which I'd already been engaged in. I'd already been engaged in photography. And um, in the course of exploring those alternatives, I, I got, um, I was accepted as an intern um, in a photography institute, you know, where I focused on visual storytelling. And I practiced that for about one year and my photography actually improved in that time, which was good experience for me. So, yeah, so I, then afterwards, while I was still there, my heart was still yearning for what I really wanted, which is to pursue um, a career in tech. And launch school kept knocking at the door of my heart. <laughs> Law school kept knocking at the door of my heart, uh, but at the same time, um, in Nigeria here, we um, what, most of the things that are valued um, when it comes to education and stuff like that, it, it's we have we, we value certificates a lot here. So uh, I started looking for other ways <laughs> because most of the patients I, I get is that okay, will you get a certificate from this program and stuff? And so no, I wasn't going to get anything from that, but I. I knew that this was going to give me the hardcore skills I needed because I really do. I just, I, I knew this was going to give me what I needed. So all these voices kept on coming over and over again. So in the bit for that, I actually um, applied for an MSc in computer science and I was offered a place in the program. Um, and at the same time, um, prior to that, I, I did apply for a job and I got an accounting role in an IT firm. Um, but I never reasoned for that job because because of this same um, this same 
this same conviction that keeps that just kept on coming to my heart, you know, about me going the long school way and just letting everything slide and focusing on this. So I had to forget all of that. And in 20, in 20, in 2020, think about in 2020, I commenced um, the prep course and I completed the prep course in about July. So you didn't, so I think you said that you applied for and it got accepted just to a master's in computer science program. Yes. But, but that, you didn't pursue that further. No, I didn't pursue that further because I weighed my options and I realized that um, focus, um, taking the time to, to develop technical skills um, will require me to really um, be a part of Launch Career and being a part of that program. That's because, amazing. Uh, so what, yeah, so what happened in 2017 with regards to launch school that sort of planted a seed I, it, it sounds quite surprising you know that it you know you must have already been inclined in some way uh, to to have that in the back of your head whatever message was delivered on maybe the launch school website or something what, what do you remember what it was that caused you to keep thinking about it all these years and even turn down a, you know graduate school opportunity to do launch school yeah, I think um, it was the focus on mastery. You know, as much as um, <laughs> mastery seems, um, you know, nowadays I think in school, mastery seems um, romanticized. Let me just use that word. Uh, but to be kind of with you, I'm even learning, as I'm talking to you now, I'm thinking I'm, I'm really learning um, more about what that means for me personally. And um, it was mastery and also the, the, the perceived sense of, of rigor that the program actually offers, the content, you know, actually everything that was written about um, Launch School, I think just oozes this, um, this sense of quality, you know, which, um, you know, I just said, this is it for me, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, I've always had the, you know, as a, as a very experienced software engineer, right? I, I, there's lots of ways of making money. And I always felt that, Hey, if we're going to do launch school and we're going to try to make money this way, let, let's first and foremost focus on, you know, giving people the, the skills to, to last a career, right? That's kind of the, the, the operating model. And if you think about the core skills that last a career, what is that? I almost think it's like an attitude or it's a, it's a, it's a temperament. It's an approach to learning. You know, it's not this much knowledge or that much yeah. knowledge. It's, it's, as you said, it's, what does mastery mean to you and how how do you become somebody who respects that and values that and figures out how to learn in that way um the, i think these things are going to last a career you know not this much javascript knowledge or you know this much database knowledge um although we cover that too <laughs> so yeah um, great yeah yeah what That's a great journey true. And now you're here <laughs> and doing yeah, I'm here. full time, I guess, or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing full time. I started the core curriculum in December because after I finished um, the prep course, I felt I wasn't, I was unwell and I, and I couldn't um, engage in long school within that period. So in December I started and I felt, um, I felt lost. <laughs> yeah, but I'm finding my way down. So that's good. Okay, great. <laughs> so. So I'm currently studying um, the ROB 101 course. Okay, great. Katarina? Yeah, so just a little bit about my background. Um, I was born in Poland. 
graduated as a preschool teacher. And directly after that, I moved to Sweden. That was, I think, in 2010 or so. And I worked as a teacher for about seven years here in Sweden, Stockholm. And I found my work very rewarding, but uh, not really challenging enough for me. Um, so I felt I kind of needed a career change and I had no idea what I wanted to do at that time. So I decided to fulfill my childhood dream and then just take a year off and go and travel to Southeast Asia. Um, yeah, and then just by total accident, I find a, found, a, found a job in Laos uh, uh, in ecotourism and uh, an eco and adventure tourism where I worked for about two years. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, uh, early last year, COVID came and I knew that working in tourism was not an option anymore. Uh, and I knew that I need another career path change. And so I felt, although my work at this company was really fun with all the jungle kayaking and zip lining, I really kind of felt that I was more drawn to office work and especially the building the websites uh, that we were, have been working on uh, at that time in the company. And yeah, this is how my kind of idea to work in tech came up to me. Um, I left Laos uh, in March last year and went back to Sweden. I did some research um, and I found so many sources claiming that I can get well-paid work in tech within three months of learning. And so I didn't know what I wanted to do specifically in tech. And I just choose to learn machine learning firstly. Machine learning, wow. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea at that point what it really was. And I, I kind of believed it has something to do with learning and teaching. And I was like kind of drawn to this idea. I think that's why it kind of sound fancy. And I, I took this Udemy course for beginners in machine learning. And I remember I didn't, it didn't make much sense to me at that time. Machine learning for beginners, wow. I wanna see yes. what that looks like. <laughs> well, I, I couldn't, at that point I could, I didn't even understand what a function is or databases, like I had no idea about it. And I went further in the course and I realized that not, it's not really for beginners, maybe for someone who studied before computer science, but not for someone who never wrote a line of code. So I just found, I had a friend that worked in web development. So I, I asked him for advice and, and he recommended to go into web development. He said it's much easier. And uh, yeah, that's what I did. I searched for many different resources. I even started a bootcamp that I was totally not satisfied with. Oh, you actually went to a bootcamp? Yeah, I went to the okay. bootcamp. Uh, I started, I didn't finish that. I didn't finish that. I resigned um, because it's just, it was three months um, program. Uh, and within this three months, it was the whole full stack and even some uh, some mobile application, I think. So 
So it was quite fast when I realized that it's not going deep enough uh, to actually being able to teach me on the professional level. The um, problem, right? The, the, the machine learning one is just, um, you know, way out there. And then, and then maybe the bootcamp is kind of fast. There's so many ways of learning. I think it's so confusing now. I mean, not only is technologies, our technologies getting more complex and the way that they intertwine and work together is um, confusing, but there's so many ways of learning that it's also confusing. Right, yeah. right. And, and like boot camps are the first things that come to you when you search how to learn to code, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not necessarily the best option, right? But we don't know when we start learning about those things, what is a, uh, a best option for us to learn to start a career. Right, So right. yeah. And I think there's different options. I mean, it could work for some people, but I think, right, they're presented as the option um, to learn the code uh, versus like, to, you know, other than free tutorials. But yeah, there's a lot of different learning modalities. So how did you end up finding Launch School just online somehow? Yeah, yeah, I, I was part of, I think, a Facebook group for people that wanted to learn to code and someone recommended Launch School there. And because I, I checked everything I possibly could on the internet. Uh, so I was I checked that directly. And I remember, I think I spent whole day, many, many hours reading everything there was about Lamb School. Everything on the website and all the recommendation and, uh, and feedbacks about it. And I just felt directly that that was it. I just got hooked because, you know, the the mastery-based approach was something that particularly worked for me because I'm a teacher, I have a a background in teaching. I do understand that you have to have some kind of pedagogy in order to teach other people. It's not enough that you are a great um, software engineer. That's not enough to teach other people. You have to have some kind of the didactic approach behind that. So that's why I think that I got mostly um, interest with um, with lunch school. And I, I don't think people, a lot of people know this, but we're one of like the oldest programming schools around. So th- that didactic approach is actually just earned through years of maybe doing the wrong thing or doing things that uh, didn't get the kind of results that we're, we were interested in getting. So, um, you know, I, I would say that all, in the very beginning, in 2012, uh, we also were sort of just kind of bouncing around. But yeah, I'm, gl- I'm totally glad that you found us. And another thing I wanna mention is there's so many ways of learning, you know, Jesse mentioned the master's program, um, you know, Liz was self-learning a little bit, uh, you know, you did a boot camp, and we're, launch goal is just one path. It's not the path. You all, all three of you ended up here, but I don't wanna pitch launch goal as like the path. My whole approach to this is that, there's a lot of different paths and they could all work. But for Launch School, one of the things that um, I try to do for Launch School is allow people to kind of leave if it's not a good fit, like leave very quickly, very easily without a big consequence. This is why we price it the way that we do. And this is why we don't have like annual plans. Um, This is why we don't have, uh, believe it or not, I get a lot of emails asking like, is there a, you know, one, one fixed cost for core and maybe a little discount or something. And it's like, that's just not what I wanna do. I don't wanna, you know, we, we had that before, prior to launch, but we had a courses that were, were sold for 
hundreds and thousands of dollars, you know, and um, it's just an awkward situation. And I think education as a whole tends to be that way where they, where they want you in and they're like, do everything they can to keep you there. Mm -hmm. And I actually think a more student centric way is just like, uh, let people come in, but then let people leave. Right. If, if it's not a good fit, because who knows if it's a good fit or not. But for three, all three of you, it, it is and it has been. So that's good. Um, and I think we can spend you know, hours just talking about your backgrounds and history. And I will save that for another podcast episode. But for this one, uh, the, the focus that I wanted, the topic that I want to talk about was the social network, because that is a really interesting group you three are doing. And um, the question I have is, how did the social network group start? How, what, was the, what was the genesis or founding story here? So the social network kind of came together pretty quickly a few months ago. Another student, Lena, posted and was asking if anyone wanted to get involved just to bring people together for informal meetups. And she got this idea from another student group, which is the SPOT. That one's for student-led study groups. And she was chatting with Christian and Rodney and my understanding of the conversation was they were talking about Austin and said like, hey, he's super nice. We should get to know him more. I wish we had some uh, opportunity to just chat with him informally. And so that idea sat with her until she posted around October. And so Lena and Kyle, Janae and myself started organizing. And initially we kind of called it beta mode. And we were sending out surveys to just get feedback on what people wanted. And we set up a Slack channel to bring people together and started organizing and putting social posts out to say, hey, we're doing this thing. Come join this channel if you want to know more about it. And so we wound up having an initial meeting and it was just a, a chat group. We had about 12 people, I think. And we all showed up as moderators because we wanted to see how it turned out. And it wound up into being like a 90 minute conversation. It was really fun. Wow. Well, yeah. just, just, just wanted to catch up and, and nothing, no, no topic specifically. Yeah, a whole bunch of topics came up, but we didn't have an agenda. We figured worst case scenario, we'd bring up some random topics. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. And um, I guess in a, in a COVID world, you know, everyone's looking for a community and we have such a great community of students here at, at Launch School. It's maybe uh, yeah. to have that. Great. Really? And I actually asked them all what they, or I asked Lena and Kyle and Janae why they were excited to work on the social network initially. And it touches on what you were just saying, where like Lena felt like sometimes live coding and such is awkward. And so she wanted to build rapport and get to know people in a, like a less transactional way. And Kyle, he basically felt like, um, Launch school is his like academic world right now. And it was missing the archetypal like social interaction that you get in higher learning. So as soon as the social network came up, he was like, there's the 2 a.m. pizza party that this is missing. <laughs> so yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, everyone just got excited about it. And actually, um, recently, Katarina became a new moderator, too. Yeah, that's great. And colleges are all going online now, you know, all schools going online. So I think everyone's kind of struggling with this, right? Historically, um, I do think that uh, having an on-campus environment at a university uh, does give you that, that huge social environment. Um, but yeah, in the online world, um, we needed to have more events like this, right? More uh, an outlet of sorts, because yeah, it's, it's, it might be awkward to talk about your personal life or something unrelated when everyone's there to solve this exercise, right? <laughs> so yeah, like you said, it's transactional. Um, do you want to talk about the community projects that, that came out of this, uh, uh, these initial meetings? Um, what, what, was, what was that about and what was the reason for that? Yeah, so we had a whole bunch of ideas of all kinds of different meetups we could have. And so we each committed to doing a few of our beta sessions and wanted to have different ideas. And so I hosted ones that we used Pictionary, I uh, forgot the name, like scribble.io, I think. And then Kyle had an idea to do kind of a beer hall thing. And so there were just themed conversations sometimes. And we had Mia come on as a moderator and she got everyone together to play Among Us and do an ugly Christmas sweater contest. And so it really comes down to the creativity to whoever is hosting an event and what ideas and topics come up in general in the community. Yeah, that's great. And we, we have such a diverse student body, like the three of you, for example, Liz, you're in Colorado, Jesse's in Nigeria, Katarina's in Sweden. I mean, it's just worldwide, but we're the common bond here is, you know, wanting to learn things well. And also there's, I think there's a sense of professionalism here in this community. And so having a social group, I think is, um, it just adds to that, adds to that flavor to it. So that's great. Um, ugly sweater contest, wish we had some pictures there uh, <laughs> to post to our blog or something. Yeah, because I, I, I just wanted to add that uh, I thought that uh, social network um, was super needed at, at the community at that time, because at least for me, it was just a great way to meet with other people. But also, like, I think that there is something unique in uh, social network and lunch school community in general. I don't know, maybe it's because we have to search for lunch school. It's not the first thing that pop, pops up in Google when we search for how to learn how to learn to code. And like people have to search for it and take a prep course and read a book and uh, and go through all this all these steps. So that I think that it gathers kind of a people that wants something more that's searching for more and willing to do like hard work and that are proactive and focusing on making things like for like like Liz and Jesse and for example you know you have an idea and like you share this idea and then you straight away get three or four other people joining in and wanting to help you to make it happen and that is happening all the time, not only with social network, but with all the communities here. And I think that for people that, I know there is a lot that just go through the curriculum and just learning, but not really uh, participating. I think you miss a lot because it's really a group of amazing people 
And I think that's a, a unique opportunity to have this bond with someone that can last much longer than large school curriculum itself. So yeah, I think Point. super needed, yeah. Yeah, really good point. And I think this is a place where, you know, you have pretty, pretty ambitious people too. Today, they are your classmates or colleagues at launch school. Tomorrow, they're working at a, a company. Um, and uh, that's your professional network in the future. So certainly, yeah. Um, and networking, my, my advice for people at launch school usually is don't, don't network outside too much or too early. And the reason is because people put you in a bucket, right? They put, they don't know what launch school is. We're not well known, as you said, and um, they might just say, okay, you're, you're learning. Even a year later where you've had this great transformation, but they still put you in that learning bucket. But people at launch school know what you're going through, right? There's this idea of like, hey, we're all, all you know, we've all taken like, we've all chosen the the, the rigorous path, right? The, the, the path that's a little bit longer and, and, and harder. And so we understand what we're going through. So I think that's actually right. And your other point, Katarina, I think is really interesting. And I heard this from other people too, where one of the things they like about launch school once they come is that it's kind of, we're not out there, you know, we're not marketing led, right? We're not, um, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to find when you, even if you do find us, it, you have to do our prep course, which, you know, we ask you to read like four books. We ask you to take this other course first, right? <laughs> Elsewhere. And we ask you to do all this stuff. Um, and, and you sort of have to do that before you join even the paid courses. So um, yeah, the people who make it through have to be dedicated, have to be motivated through that process. I think it's a very um, like egalitarian way of filtering people, right? It's not filtering based on like what your credentials are or, or what your historical achievement is. It's filtering based on effort. It's filtering based on how much work can you do. Um, so I, I really like that approach too, to the prep courses. So before we get off this topic of just the genesis of the social network, um, I kind of wanted to ask about, so we, we talked about the organizational side, how it came about, but what, what is the, like, the student experience like in terms of the attendees? So in terms of participation um, in, in the social network, so when I resumed um, towards the end of the year, um, after being away for some time due to being unwell, I, I realized a lot of changes in long school Slack. So uh, I saw something about social, social network and I, I realized Lena was, um, was involved with it. And you know, my perception of it was quite limited. I was just wondering, uh, why should I get involved in this now? I'm just um, resuming and all my study bodies have, have, you know, they've gone, they've gone ahead of me. <laughs> I'm not ready for, I, I don't think I'm quite ready to just, um, you know, interact and stuff like that. So that was my perception of it. So I joined the social network and I, I think I was observing what was going on there. I think at first, um, what I observed was um, more like you just have social connections where there is an event and a number of persons are allowed to participate. And, but with time, uh, things, I think my perception started um, changing. I realized that um, it wasn't just games per se, but um, it's, it's, it was something that was providing value to students. It was a platform you know, that was also providing value to students because afterwards I, 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 there was also a, 
There was also an event you know, to discuss about study habits and ways to improve. And subsequently, uh, not too long after that, you know, there was there was this uh, there was this uh, call for um, participation that's talking about um, study week, trying to discuss about um, study habits and ways to improve um, study techniques and all things pertaining studying, just to improve our productivity. So that was when my perception began to change. And uh, I, I got, that was when I really got involved with, um, with the social network. And, and, I, and when that study week stuff came up, I really didn't know it was going to be a conference. <laughs> you know, based on um, the, initial um, the, the initial proposition, you know, it just grew from I, that. I wanted to maybe talk about that a little bit, like, because this is initially started out as a fun, ad hoc social group, right? Ugly sweater contest, playing among us and all that stuff. How did we go from that to like starting a conference on studying? So the idea for the conference actually came from the general channel in Slack. I saw a new student had joined and they were asking about tools that people use to manage their studies. Uh, we need to use a lot of tools to stay on top of everything we're learning in launch school. And I thought it was a great topic for a like mini, just one hour chat where everyone would share a, like a walkthrough of the tools that they're using. And so I messaged the student and I said, hey, would it be helpful to have a meetup like this? And they said, yes. And so... I put out a call in the social network and I said, hey, who wants to do a lightning talk and do a demo of whatever tools you use to stay on top of your studies in launch school? And the response was like very positive and a lot of people wanted to actually do a full like one hour or a presentation on various topics. And so my mindset around this had to change from being just a quick meetup to being a conference. And so I started treating it that way and taking it a little bit more serious. And so, yeah, it kind of just happened, I guess. And it was really fun to put it all together. And it was like a lot of work between everyone, but it was great. And I like how the, basically the infrastructure for having the social network set up let this happen and let it happen very quickly. Yeah, I think this is where uh, sort of you caught my attention, right? In terms of uh, having a conference, all of a sudden I was like, there's a conference happening? <laughs> what what conference is this? I'm like, oh, this is a law school conference. <laughs> um, and, and then, because uh, the social network was happening sort of, you know, on its own. Uh, and I think I might've been peripherally aware of it, but when the conference came about, I thought, wow, isn't this great because as you all know, you know, hanging out in our Slack and our community, uh, study top study habits, how to study, these sort of things are topics that come up over and over and over uh, for us, right? And to have uh, a conference dedicated to it where we can collect some of the best practices, uh, some of the best ideas, uh, it, it, it just struck me as being really, really important as something we can reuse. And I think this is, I mean, this is it right here, you know, this is what we're trying to get logical, how to study, how to learn. Learning programming is not too hard if you can figure this out, 
there's still steps you have to go through, of course, but this is, this is the secret to learning deeply. And I feel like when you collect people in a place where they care about this, you're all of a sudden focusing on the actual core problem that people face, right? Time management, focus, study ability. This is it. This is the key that unlocks pretty much everything. You know, if you think long-term, this is the highest ROI. You can't spend enough time on this topic, right? If you think short terms, like I get a job in a month, well, yeah, you, you don't really have time to learn how to study. But if you think in terms of a career, you know, this is how you're not only going to get a job, but how you're going to grow your career. And um, if you can grow your career, you're, you're, you're basically guaranteed almost to be a millionaire, at least if you can work in the U.S. <laughs> I should I should say that. Um, but but you're 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 going to do fine in terms of, you know, getting making money. So um, in some ways, I feel like this is you're, you're tackling some of the most important things, I think, that people should focus on. Um, so I was really happy to see it. And here's another thing I noticed. These talks. Wow they're no joke. I mean, these are conference level talks. I mean, you know, like conferences you would pay hundreds of dollars to attend. Uh, these are really, really good. Um, so maybe I want to talk about that real quick, the, the conference talks. Uh, which, which talks did you all enjoy and find helpful? So I, I think it's a very difficult question because just to choose one, I think all of them was extremely useful and just as you say Chris they were extremely well organized I could literally take I took actually something from each one of them and applied directly to my study routine I sleep better now I even give a second chance to um to the flashcards and and so much more um I think um if I would choose one which is very difficult. I think the, the one I, was, uh, I think was interesting was Lina's talk about Bloom's taxonomy. Because I think nowadays they are, there are so many talks that, learn, that teach you how to learn something in like 20 hours or how to master a subject in three months. And you know, that, that gives us a false sense of what acquiring a skill really means. And I think that um, there's not so many of the talks that uh, focus on um, or how to master something. And especially in the context of software engineering, that you really have to have those fundamentals because this is a knowledge built upon knowledge. You have to, you cannot hack your way through this. Uh, you have to have those fundamentals that, that land school teaches us. And, and I think that, um, you know, you, I found that Bloom's taxonomy uh, was a really nice way to visualize the path to mastery and just giving uh, tools to indicate on which cognitive level I am. But, to be honest, all of the talks that uh, we had during this conference were focusing on how we master or how we learn to, to master the material with that. And that I really, really appreciate from all of the talks. Yeah, I, I mentioned the sort of diversity at Launch School, right? And I, and I pointed to you three in terms of geographic diversity. And, and we, we have so many people with uh, just different backgrounds. Like for example, Lena, who did the Bloom's uh, taxonomy talk, 
she has a psychology background and I know that she draws a, a lot from that background and in the talks that she give that gives at launch school like she gave another one that I thought was excellent to the launch school women's group uh, on imposter syndrome um, and I was looking at the slides for that it's it's not just her take on the topic but she draws upon her background and her and the literature and psychology to back it up um, that's what I like about these talks they're backed up <laughs> you know it's not my opinion uh, or not only my opinion so um, and we have so many people like that at, at launch school where it's just different backgrounds different experiences so um, yeah any other talks yeah uh, that's really nice I you know from Katrina talking about um, Bloom's taxonomy I, I think I discussed earlier with her and we are thinking of ways to apply that. And I really, that's really something that really, that's something that will really help me grow in the program as well. So as for me, I did listen to the talks, <laughs> to every one of them. And, you know, every one of them impacted um, my own practice. But specifically, there were two talks that, that, you know, that I'm actually applying at the moment. And that has to do with um, Julius's talk on building um, tacit knowledge in software engineering and also um, uh, Kali's talk about um, beyond technical, talking about com building communication skills. So uh, with respect to um, Julius' talk, building tacit knowledge, I really learned a lot from that. And my takeaway from that is that um, starting from the Arabic 101 course, I'm going to deliberately and mindfully build tacit knowledge. And there are areas which I've mapped out in which I intend to intend to build tacit knowledge. Um, for example, um, problem solving, <laughs> working on programming exercises, that's one part of it. And I think that is, as much as that's important, um, I think um, a key area for me has to do with working on um, the command line applications. I think that's something this is, I'm just being I'm just being introduced to that for the first time, and I just see that you know this builds upon you know as I as I as I progress further into the program, and it's important that I build tacit knowledge in in developing web applications or in developing command line applications, whatever form of applications it is. So it's something that I'm deliberately practicing and mindfully intending to work on as I move through the. Um, through um, launch school. And also talking about Kali's talk, um, that's very important. Uh, you know, we, just the, just the title itself, just beyond technical, you know, we're talking about most of what we learn in launch school actually has to do with technical skills. And that's um, the major thing that actually draws us to launch school because of the quality of the, the quality of the technical of the education offered here. So, um, so when that talk came up, and it was, it was quite, um, it was quite insightful for me, and it made me, it made me even think beyond, um, you know, what she shared, and I thought that there are actually a couple of other skills that are beyond technical skills that will help, um, an a software engineer, you know, perform excellently and at optimal levels, you know, in whatever they're engaged in. So um, the analogy she gave, she gave an example using capstone and. When she said that, I, I recall there were some messages I read, um, you know, on online school Slack. I think there were there was a student, uh, there were who are there are some students in Capstone Prep who already worked on an application together. I think um, Ryan, Aaron, and one other student 
when Capstone prepped together and they already worked on the application before Capstone. And one other student made a comment there. <laughs> well, it was not wishing, he, he, he wrote a comment there said that he wished that he, he had this kind of opportunity to work with um, the people that he, uh, he, he, was, he, he, he was team members with in Capstone before the capstone proper. So uh, that's really, that was quite, I know that was quite, that, that's um, like, that, that's lighted up a bulb in me. And, and, I, and that, that leaked um, something in my mind. And there was another student who talked about um, something relating to capstone working together. And that made me realize that there were other skills um, needed, not just technical skills, you know, to, to, to work quite well. While, while each individual may be strong on their own, Working together requires skills. It requires um, communication skills. It requires um, team, you know, team working skills. Having skills on how to um, coordinate the efforts of each individual member of the team. You no know, delegation. All those things. These are skills that helps to perform excellently. So these are things that I I think we need as software engineers in training. You know to help us do well. So I think that was a great talk for me. So it's something that I, I'm beginning to um, work on mindfully and I hope to, um, you know, to, 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 build some, to build some tech, some skills beyond technical skills, which I'm learning here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, we always talk about the master-based learning. We talk about, you know, the curriculum, but yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, whenever I talk to employers, they say the same thing, they're like, you know, what's, what about the teamwork and, and what about the interpersonal skills? I mean, yeah, that's half the battle. And that's why also I feel like sometimes I have a hard time answering uh, a question when I don't know the student very well. You know, somebody brand new come to LaunchCore, didn't even come to LaunchCore, just send an email and say, hey, after I finish the curriculum, can I get a job that pays this much, right? And I'm thinking to myself, well, um, it also depends on who you are, right? It's, it's not only dependent on what you know, like they're like here's X amount of knowledge, and this 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 will get you this much money for sure, right? A big part of it is yeah, working with others, and to 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 the point earlier of like being involved, getting involved in a social network, getting involved over the spot. This is an opportunity to in a relatively safe place to to exercise that muscle, right? To if you're if you're lacking there, and I I'm a true believer in master based learning in, in in anything, you can learn how to learn. You can learn JavaScript. You can also learn how to be a great teammate. These are things that you, these are skills you can establish, right? Maybe not in a month or three months, but you can get better at it. And so you have to find places where you can exercise that muscle, where you can improve. Uh, and, and again, um, at LaunchGuam, I'm just so happy to see opportunities and channels for people to exercise various muscles, not just on the technical realm, right, but on the study realm and on the group work realm. So really good point. So Liz, any, any uh, outstanding talks in your, on your mind? So I wanna cheat on this question and just plug the last few that we didn't mention yet. We had Rodney, he talked about uh, the four Ps of programming. And I really liked this part of his talk. He basically said, make your journey personal and, you know, find the goals that you need to achieve to get to where you need to be and to have a pattern to study and overlearn and teach others and to work with other people 
and basically have a community to support you in your uh, like learning and to make sure you balance your inner peace. And the inner peace was something that Yulio talked about. And I learned a lot from his talk on basically how to make sure you're optimizing your study time because you can have kind of lows and highs of productivity. And it's not just about the time you commit, but how you're committing your time. And we also had Mandy's talk, which she showed us how to use Anki and Typora. And I was totally afraid of using the flashcard tool before. It looked really complex to set up, but she walked through and made it look not only really useful, but also manageable to set up. And then we, of course, had Jesse's talk, which was on the principles of mastery in learning. And I wanted to just mention with his talk that he put so much work in and I was really impressed to see not only how much effort he put in to uh, give like his first presentation ever in this conference, but also how the community worked with him and how he really reached out and just collaborated with everyone to go far in a short amount of time. I don't think I'm aware of that of that story. Like, what what was that? So, Jesse, you were a presenter, of course. I knew that, but I don't think I was aware of the the support uh, that you got. Or I, I thought you know you just did it. What what was that? What what's the background there? What's the backstory there? Okay, when I first when when the conference started getting close, and I got to know um, the people who were going to participate in the study conference. Uh, that actually, <laughs> that brought about <laughs> a kind of nervousness and a, a kind of anxiety because these are popular law school people. Uh, and popular law school thinking... people. Now, well, now you're <laughs> going to be in that group thanks to this podcast, right? <laughs> these are popular law school people. And I just said, wow, uh, what am I doing here? You know, I'm the new guy. So, <laughs> and, I was, and, I, and I'm very much early in the curriculum. So I, I just felt, okay. How was, going, how was I going to um, go about this? So first I had to think about a topic that was relevant to um, the community. I know we already know about mastery, so I that came up and were, I think I revised that topic as well. And in the course of working through the presentation, it actually went through several revisions. I had to reach out to Janae, I reached out to Liz, I reached out to Lena, I reached out to Rodney, I reached out to Benjamin, um, you know, they were very helpful, um, you know, in, in making this work because I, I took their feedback. They gave me a lot of feedback and I, I didn't take it personal, but I just knew I needed to improve um, on what I was presenting. I had to think more about what I was offering. And also, uh, considering now I'm quite, this, this is my first experience trying to even create a presentation um, or give a presentation. So I had to, I had to read a lot of things on presentation. First, I read... Um, um, presentations then by Gar Reynolds, and I went on to uh, to learn how to use a um, a presentation design software. I had to do all of this within the short period of time that was available, and um, I'm really glad it came out nicely. So, um, so I had to deal with in the course of doing all of this, I had to deal with a lot of anxiety. The community was very helpful towards making this, and it just made me. Um, this was my first experience. Um, 
you know, in just in time learning. <laughs> and it's, it's, it was very, uh, it was, it was, it was an exciting one, as well as challenging. And uh, it was made possible because there were people who were there to, um, to help, you know, in the course of, you know, of, of, of moving through that path for me. And I'm really grateful for that. So wh why did you vo volunteer? Was it just you wanted to challenge yourself and it, it was just a, a hunch you had or, or what? What made you even volunteer even because this was out of your comfort zone? I participated in that because a friend reached out to me and told me that. Um, a, friend, a friend saw that I could offer something, you know, for this, <laughs> for this, um, for the, for the study week. And uh, a friend reached out to me and told me, uh, the person knows my practice and how I study and stuff. So the person just knew, this friend knew that I, I had something to offer, you know, for the study week. So the friend reached out to me and I thought about it. I said, yes, I was going to go for this. Uh, and at first I didn't know it was going to be this, <laughs> it was going to be a conference. <laughs> so I didn't think, uh, uh, I didn't think about all these details, you know, that we are talking about now, but I'm really happy that I really didn't think about that at that time. And I just, um, I just jumped into it and it was really nice. I'm really happy I did that. So it just goes to tell that we can always learn any skill that we've set our hearts to learn. So nothing, um, you don't need to, uh, it, it, it doesn't need to come naturally to you, but you need to practice, um, do whatever is needful. And over time you develop skills that are relevant for whatever field you're practicing. Yeah, I, exactly. And every, everything can be a learning, including study habits, including presenting, including working as a teammate. Um, yeah, that's great. Maybe I missed this, but do you want to mention specific people who, who helped you with the presentation or what was it? Was it, was it mostly you or how, how, how was that? Yeah, I, I did mention that earlier, but I'll go, I'll go by that again. <laughs> okay. Um, Janae was the first person who came on board and I think I worked, um, the most with her. Then uh, I had um, Liz, you know, I had um, Benjani, I think he's currently in RB102 now. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his surname. So, um, and I had uh, Lena and I had um, Rodney because I think at the time when I was trying to, I'd already created my presentation and um, when I reached out to Rodney and I wanted to have his thoughts on, on it and uh, and funny enough, I wanted to have this thought. Okay, so he gave me, he asked me, there were certain questions he asked me, which made me think through, you know, the structure. And over time, through all the, through all the, um, the feedbacks I got, I had to, I had to revise the structure, of, you know, of the presentation to make it flow logically. And also Lena, um, Lena um, and Lisa also helped finally to, to, to rehearse the presentation. And we actually did that <laughs> past 12, 12 um, that's past midnight at my end here. We actually did that, um, that um, rehearsal at that time. And there was no electricity when I was doing that. So <laughs> that, was quite, uh, that was quite interesting. And, and that was when I think they, they got to discover quite a number of things about me within that period. So conference was a big hit. Talks are great. And for the audience of this podcast who are listening, and if you haven't checked it out, make sure to do so. I believe all the recordings are on our Reddit community. So it's reddit.com slash r slash launch school. And uh, I wish we had a better URL. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes of this podcast. Um, but how do we keep this going? So we, we 
fulfill the goals of a fun community without being too rigid, um, uh, but also kind of put on these events that are not related to like studying for an assessment. How do we, how do we keep this really great thing going? That's a great question. So we have been lightly organizing with GitHub and we're moving over to Basecamp, but basically we will need to continue having more moderators come on board and probably we'll set up a bit more of a structure over time since it's early on right now. We don't have that in place necessarily, but we have a system for vetting new moderators and setting them up for success. And so we're going to probably take it one step at a time. And for anyone who wants to join, you can hit up the social network channel in Slack. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think Jesse's mentioned, you know, all, all these like popular logical people. I think this is unlike high school. Anyone can be popular at logical so as long as you're willing to contribute and help. So yeah, so th thanks so much for coming on Liz, Katarina and Jesse. And uh, you're all doing a great thing here. And this is um, something that I think can help a lot of people. Uh, and, you know, it's my part of my job to also you know, make sure that we foster a community that can keep these things going and keep attracting really good students, high caliber students uh, that, that keep doing, contributing to the community. So before we wrap up here, do we, any of you have any parting thoughts? You know, I would like to encourage um, every one of you to participate in the social network. And the reason for that is that, um, you know, we actually deal with um, certain vulnerabilities, but we, we find it difficult to, to be vulnerable to ourselves. And um, I think it creates a good space to be vulnerable with people of like minds and people who can help you improve and encourage you on the journey. I was actually reading um, a piece by students um, on, on the forum and the student was actually pouring out his heart about um, this, the discouragement and the struggles he has been going through. Um, through the course and I just felt there are some other persons like this but people some people are not just willing to be vulnerable because they just feel everybody's perfect and you know everybody has it um ha has it together but we're all growing here so I think I would like to encourage you to be a part of that embrace the community and the community will actually help you um grow when you connect with the right people here you build meaningful relationships and you grow as well from that and I think that's my take on it so Maybe I will also add just, I just wanted to thank uh, Liz and Jesse and all the other organizers for this uh, conference, because I found it extremely useful and I think many other students as well. I think learning how to learn is not an obvious skill and especially in context of software engineering. And I think um, the, community of people around it and the social network, especially now during this uh, difficult time when we have COVID, is extremely difficult to socialize with one another. And I think that communities like social network and, uh, and sport and all the others in Lamb School, bringing this sense of community and togetherness. And I would like to really thank for putting this all together extreme gratitude to to Liz for initiating it for organizing it and to Jesse and Katarina all the speakers who spent so much time um, I think again the high quality of talks just really surprised me and 
uh, not that I underestimate people, but you know, it, you can tell people spent a lot of time preparing the talks. Um, and and uh, it, it was, it, it turned out really well, so. Uh, just another shout out to all of the speakers and to Second that I know you put in so much work and it was really awesome to see the impact it had for so many people. And I hope it continues to help future launch school students. Thanks so much for hopping on the podcast. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Launch School Podcast. Check back for new episodes and don't forget to like, subscribe and review.